Father, while you're here listening to me today, I am challenging you to begin to think right now, what is it that I will pass on to my children that will be a blessing and a benefit? Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. Recently, someone said to me, I feel so sorry for the children today. I don't know what this world is going to be like for them to grow up in. That statement has been made in every generation. The key to having successful children in any generation is giving them an inheritance, first of all, of the Word of God, and then secondly, something from you, especially the fathers, that will cause that children to hold on to something of value. Join us today as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. Grab a hold of your Bibles. Repeat after me. Say, all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for my teaching, for my correction, for my rebuking, for my training in righteousness, so that I may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Each year we set aside a day to honor fathers. So to all the fathers in attendance or all the fathers who are listening to us, wherever you may be, we honor you. You may not feel honored or you may not have behaved honorably, nevertheless we honor you because God honors every father. The first mention of a father in the Bible is early. It is in Genesis chapter 2. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 24, he says, For this reason a man will leave his father and his mother, and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Let me give you something that's very interesting when you look through the Bible. The word father or fathers is mentioned almost 1,400 times in the Bible. Now that's opposed to mothers, and I'm sorry mothers, but the Bible mentioned mothers or mother. 250 times. That tells you where the importance is being emphasized. So don't look at me funny about we need equal mentions in the Bible. God put it there. Father, you are special, you are significant, and you are the one that God has assigned for some specific purposes. I would go on to say that the condition of our culture can be laid at the feet of fathers. If every home had a father who is present, and a father who is godly, and a father who instructs their children and be the example of how they should follow, we wouldn't have all the stuff going on that's going on. So while we honor you, Father, we also call you out because you're a man and you can handle it. I ain't hear no man say amen. I hear some women say amen. The men said, huh? Yeah, you're a man. You can handle it. I, I won't talk to the women like this because they'll lead the church. 
but you're a man, you can handle it. That tells us that God thinks highly of father. He is Adam's father, because when he said a man shall leave his father, Adam, and be joined to your wife, who's Adam's father? Is God. You're not going to leave him in the sense that you depart from knowing him and following him. You're going you're to begin to focus on your mate and on your family. But in the scripture, God is referred to as heavenly father, living father, my father, holy father, righteous father, our father, God the father. Then God is well aware of the role and the assignment of father. God established fathers to protect, to provide, and to produce godly offspring. Uh, let me just say that one more time in case somebody want to write that down. He gave fathers to protect, to provide, and to produce godly offspring. That's why he said you ought to leave your father and go to your wife. Because uh, two men can't produce no godly offspring. I don't care what they say. Okay, let me go to something else. Y'all looking at me like, I know he ain't going to talk about that. So with that in mind, we find the consistent biblical practice of fathers intentionally passing along an inheritance and a blessing to his children. Intentionally. Fathers are saying, I have something. In fact, biblically, that father had been passed along the blessings from his father. And he says, I want to pass that along to my children. And so, Father, while you're here listening to me today, I am challenging you to begin to think right now, what is it that I will pass on to my children that will be a blessing and a benefit? I still hear the women saying amen. I don't know why the men ain't saying that. Is there any men in the house? Okay. I want you to think about it. What are you going to do? Now, maybe nothing has been passed on to you from your father. That was in the past. But we can always start something from today on. While children were to honor and value their parents in the Hebrew culture, there was a special value placed on the favor of the parent, especially the pronouncement or the speaking of the blessing upon the children by the father. See, the words spoken by the father were supposed to be energized with power to bring good or ill. Blessings are curses. If one could just get the Father's blessing, they would be blessed. They would feel blessed. They would live life like they were blessed. We've heard these words sometimes. We, we didn't put them in the same context. How many of you in a family sometime heard somebody say, you ain't going to never be nothing? That resonates with the child. And so it will resonate with them when he says, you are valuable and you are loved and you are, you are the best. I remember telling my children when they were going to school, there's nobody in that school that's smarter than you. They may work harder than you, but they ain't smarter than you. 
So don't come home with no C's talking about, I got a C. I don't see that. You got somebody else making A's, you get up there on the front row with them and saying, I'm competing with you because I'm as smart or smarter than you are because my daddy said I'm smart. Biblically, if one received curses from the father, he would feel as if his life were doomed. Noah, in the book of Genesis chapter 9, blessed Shem and Japheth and then he cursed Ham who was a disrespectful son. So the Hebrews believed that the father's voice was the instrument through which God spoke and the words once pronounced were regarded as the declaration of God. The father's blessing was the most valuable heritage that parents can give their children. One of the most beautiful of Jewish customs is the blessing of the children by the father on all important occasions. It was done on the eve of Sabbath, on the holidays, even before going on a long journey. And we can see this principle of the blessing in several instances in the scripture. One of the most famous instances is in Genesis chapter 27 when Isaac was going to bless his son. And the blessing would be put up on the firstborn son. Esau and Jacob were twins, and, and Jacob decided he wanted to, he was the second one born, so he decided he wanted to sneak in and get the father's blessing. That was so important to him that he wanted to deceive his father, who was, his eyesight wasn't, uh, wasn't well, so he, he we, I was going to say, you know the story, but some people don't read the Bible no more. But he wanted that blessing. It was important. It meant something. Genesis chapter 27, verse 26, Then his father Isaac said to him, this is Jacob, Come here and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of heaven's dew and of earth's richness and abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and people bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers, and may the son of your mothers bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. Isaac was speaking a blessing of prosperity. He asked God to engage himself on Jacob's behalf. And Father, you can say, Lord, bless my children as well. He said, bless the work of his hands and his career path. Bless his vocation. There was also a blessing of leadership in there. He asked for God's specific favor for his son to be the head and not the tail. Uh, you ought to want your children to progress more than you progress. You want your children to be more productive than you are. You want your children to be more successful than you are, however you measure success. Then there was a blessing of favor and partnership. Those who surround and support him will themselves be blessed, and those who oppose and curse him will themselves be cursed. And Jacob's brother Esau, who was older, was the one that was in line for the blessings of the oldest son. And when he found out that Jacob had got the blessing, he still wanted the blessing. He said, Father, I still need that blessing from you. So fathers here today, I want to share with you three things you should do to be a blessing to your children. Number one, you should instruct your children. Uh, instructing is not just yelling at them when they do something wrong. 
This is intentional teaching and guidance to your children on things that are going on in life and you need to take opportunities to point out things to them as they are being developed. Listen, if you don't instruct them, everybody else is instructing them. And if you gave them a telephone, you gave them an encyclopedia of different voices that's going to be speaking into their lives much more than you are. If you gave your children a telephone that can get on the internet, there's people speaking into their lives all day long. You see what they're doing all day? There's somebody talking to them. So if you're not talking to them to counteract what they're hearing, they're going to be saying stuff to you. You're going to wonder where they got it from. You know where they got it from, somebody else. You gave it to them. So if you're not instructing them intentionally, somebody else is instructing them all day long. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you, no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.